You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. But we are starting I Love My Church uh, campaign. And as I start, I want you to think about something that you love. Right now, just think about something that you love. And some of you might be thinking about someone that you love. You may be thinking about your, your spouse. Uh, you may be thinking about your husband, saying, ooh, I really love him. I'm speaking by faith, by the way. You better be saying that. Shauna, where are you at? Or you may be speaking about your wife. You may be thinking about your wife. Oh, I really love my wife. And, uh, or, or some of you are thinking, you know, if you're, if you're not married, you have, a, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or maybe just even a friend, just a friend. You think, when I say, think about something that you love or someone, you think about that friend, and you say, man, they're awesome. They're awesome. I love them. They've been with me through the most difficult times, and, and I just love these people. And then some of you may be thinking, when I say, Something, someone or something that you love, you may be thinking, I love the Arizona Cardinals, right? You're getting excited for, you're a part of the bird gang, and you just really get excited about the Cardinals. Some of you may be thinking, I love the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why you'd be thinking that, but you may. <laughs> and then some of you might be thinking, I love, you know, the, the is it the LA Raiders, uh, Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders, or the Tucson, where are they? What, what, what city? Are they from? So anyway, you might be thinking, I love the Raiders. So you see, all of us, we love something, or we love someone. And usually, we love that person, or we love that, that, that team, or, 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 or that gadget, because we've made a connection with that person, right? We made a connection with that team. If you're, if you're, if you're a uh, sports fan, you know you've made a connection with the team because you represent, right? You, you wear a Dallas Cowboy shirt or you wear an Arizona Cardinals shirt. And if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you've got one of those little towels and you wave it at the games. And, you know, even if you're there at the house, you've connected with that. And, and we, we think about food and most of you that know me, you know that I kind of love food. And so um, if, if you really know me, you, you also know that when someone asks me, where do you want to eat? If we're on the north side of, of, uh, of Tucson, people that know me, I'll answer, I want to go to Billy's. I want to go to Billy's. And, and so Billy's is Golden, uh, Golden Dragon there on the north side of town. It's on, I'm not even going to tell you because then you're going to think I'm trying to promote this restaurant. <laughs> And Billy's going, yeah, that's a good thing you're doing that, <laughs> right? And so, so, so Billy, let me tell you, Billy, the reason I love to go to the, the Golden Dragon, or I'm sorry, Dragon Village, I really don't even know the name, Dragon Village, is because I just know it by Billy's, right? The reason for that is in the eighth grade, this guy moved from mainland China to America, to the United States, and his name was Billy Choi. And so Billy came on to the, to the campus of Lordsburg Middle School, and he moved to Lordsburg, knew he did not know any English, he spoke nothing but Chinese, walked onto the school campus, 
And I don't know if you know this, but kids can be pretty harsh, especially junior high kids, right? Because you're going through the, the coming out of childhood, and then you go into, uh, you're not in high school yet, and so you're going through a bunch of hormonal things. And so the junior high kids, we've all been there, right? And you probably had one of them, right? They're awesome, by the way. If you're in junior high right now, you're awesome. Um, and so anyway, so he came, and he didn't know any English, and uh, he didn't have any friends, and I ended up uh, becoming his friend. I, first day of school, started talking to him. Well, I really couldn't talk to him, but we do, you know, things. And, and so he became a very good friend of mine. And from eighth grade until he graduated from high school, we were, we were good friends. And I taught Billy, not only did he have to learn English, but he moved to Lordsburg, so he had to know Spanglish. Right? We don't speak Spanish in Lordsburg, New Mexico. We speak Spanglish. It's a mixture. And so he learned English and Spanish, and, uh, or Spanglish, and, then, uh, and I taught him everything that he sh- probably should not know at that time. <laughs> now, I wasn't walking with God, so some of you are looking and saying, what are you talking about? I wasn't walking with God, so I didn't teach him the things that were good. So in, in, in Spanish, I taught him all the words that are real easy for people to, to get at first and, and all of those things. And so, uh, so now we reconnected. We reconnected about 10 or 12 years after graduation. And uh, he, he owns two restaurants in Tucson, one on the south side and one in, in uh, Vistoso. And so we, we ended up reconnecting. And during that time, when, when we first got back together, um, Billy, uh, his son, who was about 12 at that time, had a brain tumor. And so his name was Julian, and we were able to walk uh, Billy and, and Ellie, his wife, w- walk with them during that time, and we actually prayed for Julian. Julian ended up passing away at the age of 13 from a brain tumor. And so, uh, the, the, so we, we, we have this friendship together. So the reason that I love going to Billy's is because we have a connection. We have a friendship. And as we talk about I love my church, I think it's very important that we understand that we love our church because we have a connection. We connect, right? And so as we go through this series, we're going to learn about how we connect and then how we grow and then how we serve and then how we reach because people love their churches where they can do these kinds of things. And so today we're going to be talking about how important it is for us to connect. There are two connection points in a church that we love. And I talk to people all the time that tell me I love Living Word. They say, I love Living Word, but there are two connection points in a church that we love which are vital to our lives. And I want to talk about those two things today. But can I pray a blessing over the the message? Father, thank you for every person here. More than, than every person, thank you that you're here through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer is that this message will speak to hearts and to lives Lord, I pray that the words that I speak will be ordained of you, that they'll be guided by you. I prepared a message, Father, but I am open to whatever you have for me to share that will impact a life here today and that that life will be changed for the glory of God. We talk about connection and how important that is. I pray that 
that you give me the, the ability to present a, a sermon that will really emphasize that and will bring glory to your name. And we'll be very careful when we leave here to say it's been good to be in God's house because Jesus touched my life. So we pray this in the name of Christ. And everyone said, amen. So here's the two connection uh, points. The first one is, I love my church because it's a place where I can connect with God. I love my church because it's a place where I can connect with God. Now, I think it's awesome that some of us connect with the Arizona Cardinals or that we connect with the Dallas Cowboys or we connect with a, with a, a team. Um, I think it's awesome that some of us uh, connect with our, with our spouses. I think it's, it's vital. If you're not connecting with your spouse, you need to allow the Lord to begin to work in, in our hearts, right? So that we have that healthy connection, that healthy relationship. But if it's healthy and if it's good for us to, to, to be able to connect with our spouses and if it's, and if it's a wonderful thing that we can connect with us, uh, our, our teams that we love, how much more is it vital for us to connect with the God who created us? How vital is it for us to have a connection with the Savior of mankind? You know, Jesus said something that is so important to our lives. Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He says, those who will remain in me, and I in them, see, there's a connection there. Those who will remain in me, and I in them, those are going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, think about it, disconnected from me, you can do nothing. You see, people love a church where they can connect to Jesus. People love a church where they can connect to God. People love a church where they can connect to the Holy Spirit. Because when we do, we bear much fruit. Our lives are filled with peace. I love that song. Let this be a church where, we, where your peace is overflowing. Let this be a church where your joy is overflowing. You see, when you're connected to Jesus, those are the kinds of results that we get. We have joy that's overflowing. We have peace that's overflowing. And one of the things that begins to happen when we are, are, are walking with a connection with God our lives begin to bear fruit and people see that there's a noticeable difference in our lives that we can't make up ourselves. Amen? One of the things that happened when I reconnected with my friend Billy Choi is he said, I cannot believe the changes in your life. And the changes he was talking about were some changes that only God can bring. You see, with Christ, we not only have good results, we have God results. You see, you can get good results by going to a psychiatrist. You can get good results from going to a medical doctor. You can get good results, but you cannot get God results from them. You get God results from connecting to Jesus Christ. You know? And so when you, when you connect to God, when you connect to Christ, God 
results begin to happen. I had someone come to me right before we, we started to praise and worship, and they said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this, but we've been praying for this family member of mine, and they've been healed from cancer. The doctors are amazed. They, they, don't, know, they don't know what happened. Well, we're, our prayers are connected to God. Now, does everyone get healed from cancer? No, but people do when we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen? And so the reality is that God thinks happen when we connect to Christ. Now, connecting to Jesus guarantees us that we are connected to God. That's important. That's important because there are, there are some people that are probably here, and there, there will be people listening on the podcast. There are people that, that you think that there's a lot of ways to God. But Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, there's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. And when we're connected to him, awesome things happen. You see, a church that you love to go to is more than just going to a building. It's going to a place that you connect to Jesus Christ. And if you connect to Jesus Christ, your life will be changed forever. Not just temporarily, but forever. Jesus said this. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I, he said, he will build his church and the gates of death will not have any victory. So when we do a funeral here, or I do a funeral anywhere, if someone is in Christ, if someone has trusted in Jesus, death doesn't have the last word. Jesus does. Hell doesn't have the last word. Jesus does. There's power in connecting to Christ. So here's the deal. Can I tell you something? I'm going to give you a revelation. Being connected to the Dallas Cowboys is not going to change your life. In fact, it's probably going to stress you out. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's good for your prayer life, right? So being con- the, the, and being connected to your spouse and, and putting everything into your spouse is not going to change your life. The reason for that is because the Dallas Cowboys, and, and let's, let's, let's be honest, our spouses are imperfect. The only one who's perfect is Christ. And so when you connect to Jesus, when you connect to him, you're connected to the perfect one and he'll never let you down. He'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. We minister to people that are going through horrible uh, breakups in their, in their marriages and, and the reality is that some of them will say, how could he do this to me? 
How could she do this? How could he empty out my accounts? How could he just leave with another woman? How could she do this to me? The the reason for that is because they are imperfect. And our connection needs to be with Jesus because Jesus will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll remain faithful to the end. Amen? Now, when we're connected to Christ, we make wonderful marriage partners. When we're connected to Christ, we make wonderful parents. But we're not the ones that should be on the throne. He should. It's got to be all about God. So here's your action step. We should always take an action step. Make a choice today to connect to God by making Jesus your Lord and Savior. There's someone in here today you're going to make that connection. You're going to say, I am going to connect to God by making Jesus my Lord and Savior. Jesus said, Probably, to me, the most profound statement in the whole Bible in John 14, 6. It is the most radical statement in the whole Bible. He said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. He blows right there in that. He blows every religion out of the water. Every place that says, this is one way that you can get to God. Jesus says, no, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm I'm a part of the way. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm a part of truth. I'm 60% truth. I'm 70% truth. I'm 80% truth. No, he said, I am the truth. When I was in the world, I didn't want 60% proof. I didn't want 70% proof. I want 100% proof. Jesus is 100% truth. And he said, I am the life. In other words, there's no death in Jesus. The grave doesn't have victory. The cross was about him dying for our sins, and the resurrection was about us receiving new life for this life and eternal life with him forever. I love my church because I can connect to that. Wow. The second The second vital thing that we need and why we love our churches is I love my church because it's a place where I can connect with people who love God. Not people that are perfect. There's nobody in this section that's perfect. There's no one in this section that's perfect. There's no one in this section that's perfect. There's no one in this section that is perfect. And there's no one that is standing on this platform that is perfect. There's only one who's perfect, and that's Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of people in here who love God. And we love Jesus because he's worthy to be loved. He's worthy to be praised because he's perfect. You know, when the, the, the first sentence in the book that talks about the church, the book of Acts, if you want to read about what the church, how it was launched, how it started, and talk about every, it talks to us about everything that happened in the church, the first sentence, it goes like this. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Theophilus is a very important word. It's a very important name. Theo is a Greek word for God. It's where we get, Theo is where we get the word Dios in Spanish. It's where we get the word God. Theo, philo or phileo is a Greek word for love. And so this, this name right here, 
Theophilus means the lover of God. The Holy Spirit had Luke write a, write a, write a, a letter to those who love God. Not perfect people, but people who love the Almighty. The church should never and will never be filled with perfect people because if we are perfect, we cease to need God. You see, if Jeff was perfect, we'd worship Jeff. But I hang out with Jeff, and I can tell you, he's not perfect. He's good. Yeah, talk talk to Tracy. She'll let you know. I'm not perfect. Talk to Shauna. In fact, the other day I was talking to someone and I said, you know, the most godly men, the the people that I respect the most, I've spent time with them. And the more time you spend with people, the more time you see that there's faults. You'll always esteem me real high if you don't spend time with me. Just spend a week with me. You'll be like, whoo, he needs Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, and so do you, right? But the reality is that we are a group of people who are imperfect, but we love God. And because of that, we love people. So our model at Living Word is love God and love people. And we spend our lives connecting with people, right? Think about about your circle of influence. Right now, just think about the people that you've hung out with. See, if I go way back, I I can think about people that I hung out with. I... I have spent time uh, in, in my life connecting with people who love to eat. I like people that love to eat. So people that love to diet, I kind of I shy away from you guys. You know? I, I say good. I give you a high five. I'm awesome that you're nutritious and all this stuff. But I like nutrition to a point. I like the dot, dot, dot. Okay, So be nutritious, dot, 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 and then eat something good too. Right? And, and, and so I have spent time, I've connected with people who love to eat, and uh, good, bad, or indifferent, that's just who I am. I've connected with people who love to drink, right? Connected in the world, I, people love to drink, they used to love to get excited. Now I love to hang around with people who love to drink of the things of God. I don't like people that are boring. I want, well, I love all you guys, but I don't like. But people that, you know, people that don't get, can, can't get excited, everyone, I mean, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, yeah, let's spend a little bit of time. But people that get excited, I love it because I, left, I leave charged. It, it's a wonderful thing, okay? And so you understand this. I, I, I've, I've connected with people uh, before in the world. I, I've connected with people that love to fight. You know, they used to love to fight, they, and they were scrappers, right? Did I love to fight? No, but they were pretty good fighters, so I didn't have to. And now I love to hang around with people who like to fight the things that are against God. Fight through prayer. Fight through, 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 through situations and encourage people. Amen? You see, we all, we all need to connect to someone in our lives. We all need, you know, when Pastor Jeff talks about we need to be in a small group, he's not just saying that just to blow a bunch of hot air. He's saying that because it's true. We need to connect to people who love God because they're going to be there for us in our time of need. You know who's going to keep you away from a small group? Not God. Your flesh will keep you away from a small group. 
You'll say, I'm, not, I'm too busy, I'm just too tired. But I, get, I guarantee if you make an hour a week for a small group, that you're gonna be, leave that place refreshed because the Lord's gonna meet you there. But the enemy of your soul, he, he's, he doesn't want you to go to a small group, but God does. You know, the Bible says that when, uh, when the first sermon was preached, that there were 3,000 that gave their life to the Lord with one message. And the Bible says that, that the, I mean, the, the, the message paraphrase puts it like this. They committed themselves to the teachings of the apostles. They committed themselves to the words in the Bible. And the life to, together. They connected. My life is better because I've connected to the people that God's placed in my life. Your life will be better when you connect to the people that God has placed in your life. A small group is a place where you connect to the people that God has placed in your life. Some of you guys are working jobs that are so strenuous. They're so stressful. And you're around people and there's all kinds of stress. You need to come away from that and go around people that are going to pour into your life. They're going to refresh you. They're going to build you up. They're not going to ask you about work. They're not going to put demands on you. They are going to be there as instruments of God to help you in your most difficult times. When my mom died... Who was there for me? The people of God. To build you up. You know, I, I hear people say, you know what, I'm going through a hard time. My, my parents died or my, you know, someone died. That's when you need the people of God in your life. That's not when you separate. That's not when you isolate. That's not when you come home. We need the people of God. You will love your church when you connect with the people of God to build you up. Here are three benefits. I'm going to end with these three benefits of connecting with people who love God. The first benefit is they will accept you without judging you. The reason people love their church is because they don't feel judged. If you're here today for the first time, I want you to know that God loves you right where you're at. And so do we. The church is called to love people. I love John 3.16 and I love John 3.17. John 3.16, most of us know it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If anyone will believe in him, they won't perish, but they're going to have everlasting life. But 17 is just as important. God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. A church that you'll love will be a place that you can invite anybody and they will not feel judged. They're accepted right where they're at. If, if a Satanist walked in through those doors, we need to love them with the love of Jesus. Because Satan hates them with the love of Satan. 
If a person that has made bad choices steps through those doors, we need to love them the way Jesus loves. That's the church that people love. The second thing is they will encourage you when you're down. People love their church when they're encouraged. I love what, what 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says. It says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Every great leader, think with me, every great leader, know, they know that affirmation will do more good than criticism. If you tell someone you're, not gonna, you're, you're no good for nothing, you're never going to amount to nothing, you're this, you're that, I can't believe the work that you did. If you do that to them all the time, they will always produce work that's not high level. But if you affirm them, you build them up, you teach them, you coach them, you, you can encourage them, they're always going to grow and get better. Anyone that has children, you know that, that, that affirming your kids, that building them up will always do more good than telling them they're good for nothing, they're worthless, I cannot believe that you were even born. You keep telling them that, they're not going to want to be alive. You notice the difference. Amen? Anyone that's ever ra was raised with negativity in your life, you know that that negativity was like weight. Words are like weight. You carry this weight. It's horrible. You're, you're, you just feel horrible about yourself. Words that are encouraging are like, they're like, they're like, they're like uh, 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 something that comes and lifts you up. And you feel good about yourself. I talked to a, to a parent this last week, and they said they went to the park. And they were, as they were at the park, they, they, there, there was, uh, he took his, uh, his kids uh, and his son, which is about almost three years old, um, is playing. And, and another family goes... And this family, as they go, the, the, some of the kids go to, this, to the playground, and the, the little girl gets stuck on, on some kind of a, of a, of a you know, playground equipment and has her foot stuck. And the mom comes down and says, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you know we don't, we don't have insurance? I can't believe you. Oh, we, we can do that kind of stuff, but think about it. And so, so the, 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 the dad is, is listening, but, but the, the most important thing was the three-year-old, he looked in shock as she was yelling at her and looked up at his dad and he says, go home. I want to go home. There's an effect that negativity has on our lives. A church that people love is a church where they will feel encouraged. We have enough negativity going on in our society, in our world. We don't need discouragement. We need encouragement. The third reason that people love their church and people who love their, their church will produce is they will tell you the truth without trying to beat you down when you make a mistake. They will, people need to be told the truth. People don't need to be candy-coated. They don't need for, for you to, to, to sweep things under a rug. They need to be told when they're doing something that is wrong, but they also do it in a way that they will feel loved and know that you're on their side. 
I love the way that Galatians 6.1 puts it. It's one of my favorite Bible verses. It really speaks to our hearts. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. How many of us have been caught in a sin? Huh? Come on. Any, any of us? Oh, my goodness. You that are not raising your hands, I'm telling you, you're sinning. <laughs> you, that, you that say you have no sin, you lie. <laughs> it's funny how we get in church and we get, you know, like, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but it says, those that have been caught in a sin, that means all of us, the people that, that in the church that are walking in, in maturity, in, in the spirit, we should uplift those people. We should come alongside and help those people gently. And then it says, lest or else you may be tempted yourself. All of us are capable of falling. Amen? Every day we receive the grace of God. And every day we have the opportunity to extend it to others. Every day. Who needs grace in your life? I do. But can we extend that to other people? Can I tell you something? They will love you and they will love the church and I believe that Living Word Chapel is that kind of church. I believe that. I believe that we don't judge. Amen? I believe that we are an encouraging church, and we should be. And I believe that also when someone makes a mistake, we don't candy coat it. We, we, we kind of talk to people about making a mistake. We call people on the carpet. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen? But we also do it gently, and we restore that person into where they need to be. So here's what I'd like to close by saying. For the next five weeks, we're going to invite you to fall in love with God and to fall in love with the people who love God. I strongly encourage, I, my prayer is that every person will be in a small group so that you can Walk with Jesus together. You can build each other up together. Don't let the enemy take you away from what God has for you this five weeks. You will be better off if you put God first in your life and you put small groups first in your life. I guarantee you that you will see not only good results, you're going to see God results in your life these next five weeks as we walk saying, Lord, we want to be a church that loves you and we want to be a church where people are going to love coming. Amen? Let's all bow our heads. It's a very special time right now. The reason I say it's a very special time because, is because God has brought us here because he loves you. Every person here is special to God. 
And he has an amazing plan for you that can be fulfilled only through Jesus. But I want to invite that person that came today, that person that's disconnected from God, and you've never made that decision. You say, I need Jesus in my life. Once you connect to Jesus, you connect to the vine. And your life will produce amazing results. Because you will not walk alone. You will walk in and through the power of the Almighty. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's a prayer of faith. It's an invitation to make Jesus your Lord. I'd love for you to pray this with me. It's God, I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I am so tired of trying to live my life without you. And today I'm making a choice to turn from my independence of you to complete dependence. I am choosing to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I confess that he died for all of my sins on the cross at Calvary. I also believe he rose from the grave on the third day just like the Bible said he would. And today, I'm making a choice to follow him in the fellowship of his church. Jesus' name I pray, amen. And everyone keep your heads bowed. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for how good you are. If you prayed that prayer, will you do me a big favor and just raise your hand? Nobody is looking. Just, amen, I see your hand, dear lady. Praise God. Yes, I see your hand. And that's awesome. Yes, sweetie, I see your hand. That's beautiful. Yes, I see your hand, sir. God is so good. God is so good. And you know what? God doesn't manipulate us. He doesn't force us. He does, he does not coerce us. He invites us. Jesus is here, and he loves you so very, very, very much. Now you guys can look at me. Exciting, huh? So every time that someone says, that's me, I need Jesus, every time that that happens, the angels in heaven, they throw a party. Now, I, I don't know the, the, the picture there, but I always picture, you know, some of them do a cumbia. Some of them do a, the, the, the two-step. Some of them do the jitterbug. And some of them do the twist. But whatever they do, throw a party because they love you very, very much. And so do I. And so do we. Amen? Let's have an amazing five weeks and bring glory to Jesus. Invite your friends and bring them with you and bring your family. And God bless you. Let's stand and we'll worship our This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. 
We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.